This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of That Millwall Podcast. We have today another Who Are You? where we hear the backstories of the the Lions fans. Today, um, having pre-chat with with Harrison before going live, I think we might have a bit of an interesting story. But Harrison, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, I'm pleased to be on, to be fair. Excellent. And uh, as I say, it's this is an opportunity for us to, to get to know some some fans that we may not necessarily see or may not necessarily get to hear hear their story. So hopefully um, today we'll we'll find out all about Harrison and his Millwall, Millwall life. Um, just to start, mate, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, I'm Harrison. Uh, I'm I've put down that I'm 19. I'm just about to turn 19. Um, I have been a football fan for since the beginning of my life. Um, I've always, always loved watching football. Um, it's basically my escape. Um, I I make music, which I'll touch on later on. Um, and I'll touch on uh, my interesting story as well later on as well. <laughs> no, that's absolutely fine. I think I think it's interesting then when you say that football's a bit of an escape. I think sometimes that's a that's a, a common theme, whereas people might not necessarily say it, but I think it's something that does take you away from everyday life, and I think it's an it's important to have that. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, gonna get straight into it. Uh, why why Millwall? How how did it start? Um, so um. My family have uh, come from South East London. Uh, a lot of us, well, most of us, uh, started our lives in Peckham, which, uh, of course, isn't far away from the den. Um, mm-hmm. we've, um, we've always grown up as a Millwall family. It, it was the closest club to us. We had... It was the easiest club to go to back in the day with my granddad and all that and mm-hmm. um through the years it's just progressed all the way down and well now after all these years uh well i'm still i'm still a true line so it literally just football 
with my family, we've always been a football family, so mm-hmm. Millwall's always been in our blood. And do you remember your your first game? <laughs> I I had a, a long think about this today because I could come on it and blag it and say this was my first game, but it definitely wasn't. But mm. the first game that I thoroughly remember was 3-2 Swindon in 2010. Mm-hmm. Now... Could I say anything about it? <laughs> oh, yes. I'm sure, if I'm right, Steve Morrison scored an absolute screamer. Yes. I could be wrong. I, I, I did think he did. Um, but that that was my first game that I remember now. Uh, mm-hmm. And oh, what a fantastic game. It packed, absolute packed full of fun, that game. I think as well for a first game because the atmosphere was very, very, um, it was very loud. It was very noisy. There was, I think at one time during the game, we actually were in the top two. So there was a lot yeah. of, there's a lot of stuff that had gone on. So that's quite an interesting, quite a good first game. You picked the, picked a, picked the right uh, winning start. Um, this question's quite interesting actually because obviously <clears throat> what we spoke about off, off camera, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to ask you about the new den and, and where do you sit? But, I think there might be another ground that you um, you may uh, may like to talk about. Um, so we'll start off with the den. Um, mm. So I I've been brought up in the den uh, in the new den. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I was eleven years too late for <laughs> the old den. Um, but the new den it. Uh, like right right now I don't live uh, in London anymore I live up north near Birmingham um, so going back it still brings the same joy the same goosebumps it, it, it's wonderful it is it is my home it it's it's our home and it it just it's wonderful the atmosphere is always amazing Everyone always comes in high spirits, even if we're having a season where we're a bit low down. It's absolutely wonderful. Now it gets to the interesting part. <laughs> Throw you under the bus now. Yeah. Um, so, as, as I said, I do live near Birmingham now. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I'll be honest, I can't afford to go watch Millwall every weekend. As much as I'd love to, I financially cannot do it. Mm-hmm. So I go to what a lot of us fans would call a rival club. <laughs> um, I actually have a season ticket at Birmingham. That was horrible to say. But <laughs> it they are, um, I've said this quite a lot, uh, if any of you have seen my Twitter, I say it all the time. We, Millwall and Birmingham are very similar clubs with the size, the way we play, um, the hostility from our old fans. 
Um, just the whole clubs in general, they're very, they are very similar. And that's why I picked Birmingham and not Aston Villa because Birmingham I can relate to as a Melbourne fan. Mm-hmm. So, um, so one weekend it goes from sitting block 38 in Coblo Lane and then go into the main stand in St Andrews. So obviously, you know, I think we can all appreciate that, you know, travelling from Birmingham to London every every other week is is probably not viable. Is it one, it's cost and two, it's time consuming, obviously with other things going on. There's is it strange to to be at another another ground quite as much as you are? Do you, are you watching on your phone looking for our results? How, how do you kind of how does it work? Yeah, so it at, at first it was very very odd because mm-hmm. um well I'm used to the den and then walking into St Andrews watching a different team play is very it is very odd but I will always sit there uh with my phone in my hand well not always my phone will always be on loud and I'll always be checking the scores. And even if I haven't got my phone, behind me are the boxes and they have Sky Sports on. So I'm always looking out for our scores as well. Yeah. Like I was on Saturday when Birmingham played Blackburn. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, I missed out on a ticket to West Brom. But um, it, it just... It made me feel good for I'm watching Birmingham win, but at the same time, they are massively helping Millwall. Yeah, so of course it it felt brilliant, but it is very, it is very strange, and it's even more strange when you walk in to St Andrews and watch the Millwall players train on the other side of the pitch. That's I was gonna. That was gonna be. That was gonna be my next question. Have you been to many games where Millwall have visited St Andrews, and obviously you've been in the home end, and maybe sitting on your hands when Millwall attack, just in case they score? Well, I've been to two at St Andrews uh, versus Millwall, and then a few years back, I did do Birmingham at the Den, um, but it. It um it is very it's very hard because I, I sit in uh, because I go with um a few fam well a few friends and their family um we we sit in the family stand which right. isn't too bad because if I do celebrate it isn't going to end up in violence yeah, of course yeah um but. Um, it is very, it is very hard to watch your own team play a team that you go to every week. It, it, I've, I went last season to the two wall that we had. Spenikophobi mm-hmm. scored in the 98th minute. Um, yeah, I made the mistake of shouting ref when I. Th- think it was Leonard it was 
Uh, oh, it might be Mitchell. Either Leonard or Mitchell got fouled, and I shouted ref. <laughs> and I was the only person in the stand. Uh, yeah. yeah, I I got a lot of disappointing looks at that point. <laughs> I think, to be fair, that's it's a un it's unique. It's it's unique. I, I you know it's it what makes obviously being a football fan, you, you want to get your football fixed, but. Your your loyalties obviously lie further down south, but Birmingham's just a little yeah. bit of a release to to get some get some football in as and when you can, I suppose. Yeah, better better than going to watch Shrewsbury or Telford. So, yeah, yeah, of course. And uh, the <laughs> thing is, as well, I, I I imagine that because it's the same league as us, as you say, on Saturday, um, Birmingham will play on a side that are direct rivals for us for the playoffs. So. Yeah, you know, you, if you if you do get to some of those games, there's a little bit more in it, and perhaps as you say on Saturday, it was a bit more of a cheer when when um, the ball hit the back of the net. So it's a very oh, yeah. unique twist on on following Millwall, and I'm I'm sure um, every, uh, for the listeners and, and everyone on Twitter and, and YouTube, um, he's a lion. He's doing what he needs to to get his football fixed. So let's be kind. I am um, a lion, as you can see. <laughs> oh no, this side, as you can see by yeah. shirting. This shirt, I'm definitely a lion. <laughs> so, so bringing it back to um, bringing it obviously back to to Mill. When you do come to the den, when you are able to to head down, I, I, where do you sit? Uh, so I sit cold below lane lower. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I sit in block thirty eight. I my uh, my dad uh, sat there uh, ever since the new den was opened. Um, right. He's always that block thirty-eight. Um, we, I've tried uh, the upper of Barry Kitchener, and in my opinion, well, it's it, it just wasn't for me. Um, mm-hmm. It was too high up. I, I felt like I wasn't in the game, whereas in Coblo Lane, in the lower. I sit directly behind the goal. So right. I feel like 24-7, I'm in the game. I'm always seeing mm-hmm. what's happening. And I feel there's a little bit more atmosphere down there. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since I've been in the upper. But the atmosphere is impeccable down, down lower. It's interesting because I used to sit directly behind the goal at the den, at the den years years ago. We, me and my dad, moved upstairs, so we're in block ten, mm-hmm. literally again, directly behind the goal, but in the upper. And the atmosphere, I, I've sat in the the side stands, Dockers and Barry Kitchener for cup games and things as well, when they only open up certain parts. And the atmosphere yeah. does feel different. I think a lot of people do say behind the goal, the atmosphere is a bit. It, I think it's because when, and especially in the second half, when they're attacking that goal. You, you're sort of willing the ball over the line and, and you can yeah. get right into it. Yeah, 100%. Um, you, you're you basically asking for the ball to come to you beyond yeah. the goal. You want that ball in the back of the net. You want it there. So, yeah, I've, I feel that the atmosphere is a little bit... It's it's a little bit more hostile, a little bit more mm-hmm. aggressive beyond the goal, but um, I wouldn't change it. No way. So no. good, so good. So obviously, um, 
I think you said there you were 19. So you've probably been supporting Millwall through quite a, a good period for the club and probably seen some of the better times um, over recent years. So a couple of questions <laughs> to put you on the spot. Who's your favourite player of all time? Oh, um, my favourite player, I I would go, um, I could go many different directions here. Uh, I could go Tim Cahill, even though I think the best run that he's fully had was a few months before I was born. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd probably say Steve Morrison. Okay. I've um he got me into football. Uh he he showed me what a tr- a, a true striker is. Him and well he had you had him and Harris and then and him and Lee Gregory as well. It was mm-hmm. it, he showed how if you just put if you put a hundred percent effort in, you'll get away with it. Because mm-hmm. there are times where he didn't put a hundred and one percent in, mm-hmm. and was still the best player on the pitch. So his attitude, the way he played, and to get up there for uh, on the all-time goal sheet. Oh, he's the man. He I think man. in recent, I think in recent times, Morrison is is very much. Uh, I mean, for me personally, again, I mean, I'm I'm now thirty one, and apart from Neil Harris, I think Morrison was the striker that you 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 felt in the first spell he was going to score every week. Went once yeah. he got into once he'd got into he settled down a little bit, and I think what he'd achieved is is certainly for for the younger generation, the younger supporters that are following the club now, definitely someone that people just loved. I know that he kept, gets a little bit of stick, but um, yeah. I'm a, I'm pro Steve Morrison, so I, I, I quite agree. Um, again, it possibly trying to think back in, 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 in your time as following Millwall managers. Um, I mean, we've probably, we've had some shockers in your time. And we've had some good ones. Who's oh, your favourite? Yeah. Um, yeah, we have had some shockers. Uh, I could name a few of them. Uh, but yeah, I was really torn between Kenny Jacket and Neil Harris. Um, they both achieved different things with us. Uh, they They had the same goal, but of course, as every manager does, they have a different way of getting there. Mm-hmm. Um I've, I'm going to say Neil Harris purely for the fact of he had an ambition when we was arguably on a very, very sudden downfall. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he had that vision to get us back to the club that he loved Um and that he loved to play for. So I I think that 
the way that he achieved what he wanted with us with um the f- well first season back in league 1 getting a playoff final and we all know how that went and then mm-hmm. the second season we were playoff final and and then winning it with a questionable goal and <laughs> Uh, he and and then even in the championship that first year finishing eighth, uh, he he had that drive and he knew how to drive the players on to mm-hmm. be the best of the best, which unfortunately it took as it does with most managers, it took a downfall uh, the end of his Millwall career, but. I don't think any of us could thank him enough for how he got us into the position we are now. So I would say that he is my favourite. I think it's interesting what you said there about the fact that he, the, the drive and the determination that, that Harris had, because he, he was someone that, um, and when you listen to him, he understood the club, but it, understanding it's one thing, but, putting your neck on the line, coming back as a legend and then achieving it again, it kind of shows just what the club meant to him. Um, I think there's so many people that have got so many good things to say about Harris, but he, he and, and, and like similar to what you said about towards the end, every manager in the world goes through a good spell and they might get another job or they might win a trophy. And then the next season, they're not doing so well and they're the villains. So, it, yeah. it's it happens to everybody and uh, but harris as i said i think harris was one that those couple of years under him when it was going well it was special and it was nice that it was him him in charge yeah. you're gonna slightly lower 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 the, lower the tone a little bit um talking about now bad players or 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 should we little bad players but should we say that um those that possibly didn't get you out of your seat both in a mill shirt and against us worst players so I I yesterday I was actually listening to Ricky on here mm-hmm. and I'm sure he named a starting eleven if I'm right. Yeah, he did. He did go for a yeah. lot. I was like, I, he, he did the whole eleven, and I was like, well, I'm struggling to get one here. And then I thought about it, and it has to be Kenneth Sahor. Right. Yeah, I have watched him numerous times for Millwall, uh, and uh, I've also watched him for West Brom. Um, he, when he signed, he seemed to the the way he was bigging up the club and saying this is a good move for him. He seemed to have the determination and the motivation to get going. He just did not fit the club one bit. No. He... No, he, no, he, he, he had... His style of play was nothing on what we wanted. And, mm-hmm. um, and then it goes down to the injuries. He he had a lot of 
quite big injuries, which it happens to every player. But with the way he was playing before the injuries, it just, no, he he just gets put down as a waste of a loan. I think the problem with players like that is that they cut, They you know that they've come on big money or bigger money. And whilst we're not paying it all, you still expect them to come with a li- to make us better. And I think there was one game against Preston where he looked really good. It was really, really sharp. It was, yeah. And then it just didn't happen again. It just mm. disappeared. And yeah, he, he was. And I always think as well when I ask that question and other people, uh, Ricky aside, I say who did name quite a few. Most yeah. people tend to go for strikers because it's the strikers that are the ones that you expect the most from. And they probably disappoint you the most when it doesn't work out. Yeah, you you know, I, I I had a few in mind after listening to Ricky. Mm-hmm. And um one of the ones that uh I was aiming for was David Martin. Mm-hmm. But I think that is just a little that's just a tad bit of heartbrokenness from that Brighton game still. Yeah. Yeah. And then leaving us for West Ham. So I think I think it's just a little bit of saltiness. So Kenneth Sahor, he he um yeah no I didn't I won't have him back. And what about opposition players? Anyone that you remember having um sort of a bit of a bad game against us or um I've got a few in mind. Uh, I've got a few of the Cholton lads because yeah. I think that's twenty. I think that's twenty-eight years and counting. Um, you've got. Uh, I remember going to a Leeds match at the Den uh, a few years back, and they were absolutely terrible. Uh, like I, I remember. Uh, Luke Ayling getting torn to shreds by Jed. Um, yep. That was that, Luke Ayling. Yeah, that, that, that there. <laughs> Jed had him wrapped around his finger. He was, uh, for a player who said, well, at the time, Bielsa said he's a Premier League player, and then to come to the Den and have a performance like he did. I know it's it could be a one-off, but you can't no, be doing that as a Premier League player. No way. No. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna slightly um, I'm gonna ask a question again on players because I'm gonna bring it a little bit to the current the current squad. Who's your favourite player in the current team? I am a very big fan of Zian, as mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would be. Um, yep. uh, I saw a goal. I think it was on Twitter last night or this morning of him when he was young. That goal, I know that ain't for us, but it just shows the ability that our players do have um mm-hmm. Tom Bradshaw, he this season he, he's had a monstrous season for us. Um yeah. He, he, I've never seen anyone 
four medals, score two hat-tricks in a season. Um, but Tom, Zian, um, you even have some of the defenders. Cooper has had a brilliant season as well. So mm-hmm. he'd be part yeah. up there for me. Um, it's a shame because I would have uh, Bart up there because I love Bart. But unfortunately, I think Rowich trying to push him out of the squad, mm. which is quite sad. But now I have to pick one, which is <laughs> which I haven't thought about. And I I will say because of the season he's had, it would be Tom. It would be Bradders, a hundred percent. What's interesting there with with your the answer to that, and, and are you talking about the players? There's so many that, for example, you, that you said as your favourite there. But if you were looking at it from a player of the season, there's so many players that you could vote for because in their own way they've had a good season. They've done their own they've done well, their own thing to to get there. Yeah, um, I I I play FIFA uh, regularly mm-hmm. and. Cresswell was on team of the week again for like a fourth time this season. Mm-hmm. Um, he, if I had to put a player for season, I think as much as he's leads and not us, I would put I would personally give it to Cresswell because I think he has had he's been scoring, his defending's brilliant. He's, I wish we could have him. That's what I yeah. think about him. I wish. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, maybe you never know. In, in, if if the if the dream happens, oh, it, it depends may be. how lenient leads be. Yeah, I'm um, going to sort of talk about some maybe some older memories, maybe newer memories. It, it it might be of recent times. But what's your most memorable match involving Millwall? Um, I. I have two in mind. Uh, yep. I won't be able to pick through these. Um, but the two that I have would be... Um, I did Millwall versus Watford in the fourth round of the FA Cup. Yep. Uh, I think that was Steve Morrison who scored that game. That was, was a... Yeah. That was a... Uh, a brilliant game for us beating a Premier League team um, and 3-2 Everton which yep. was very interesting in the way of controversial mm-hmm. but can't complain we got the win and we beat another Premier League opposition in the FA Cup, I so. always, I always remember with that game the 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 controversy, obviously being Cooper, the, the second goal was, it probably handball. was handball. Yeah, um, it we can't. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Really deny it, but they showed it on the screen after and, and Neil Harris come on the screen and he was telling them to take it down because he didn't want the ref to see it because they were showing highlights of Cooper literally like bundling it in with his arm and, and yeah. little things like that. Though, you know, there was a discussion today on, on Twitter at the, about the game on Saturday, obviously West Brom were fans are still unhappy that they didn't get a penalty and yeah. talking about VAR in the championship. And I think whilst if you get to the Premier League, fine, you have to have it, you, you get on with it. But if you had VAR, we wouldn't have that Everton game as our, as a memory for us because the goal would have been disallowed and, and, and you lose those moments. Yeah, we'd, yeah, it'd be, um, it would be quite horrible to be fair because we yeah we wouldn't have say the Everton with a handball uh we wouldn't have been in the championship as quick with Steve Morrison's mm-hmm. supposed off wait what Steve Morrison's offside goal in the player yep. final um it there, there's a lot that I I think we take quite a it would benefit us uh, in the way of whenever I go to games, I watch Jake Cooper get taken down by his shirt every yep. every yep. time he goes for a header. We get them. But then we also make some rather silly fouls, which we get away with. But if VAR was here... It wouldn't be the same. It would, mm. it would be, we, we'd be penalised more than we think, and mm-hmm. we should be very, very thankful that we haven't got VAR. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I, I'm not particularly for it anyway. I think in the World Cups and things like that, it's used. Maybe not the last one; it was a bit poor. But the time yeah. before, it was very good. It was very good. It was quick. It was efficient. It, the right decisions were made. But now, when you've got some guy drawing lines on a on a screen and and things like that, that's not football. That that's not. No. You can't get excited by that. And I think if you do get to the Premier League, you, you kind of have to take it on the chin that you're going to have VAR and, and that's just the way that it is. But I think for the Championship and especially in those big playoff games and, and stuff like that, I think it's great that you do. Sometimes you're on the wrong end of it and it, it is. It, you, you might be thinking, oh, if we had VAR and this, that and the other. But over the course of a lifetime, I'm pretty sure the, the decisions go one way and then they go the next. So, um and it's yeah. interesting that you gave me you gave me two matches there, and the next question I'm going to ask you is your favourite Millwall moment. I'm going to ask you for one. If you have to narrow it down to one, um, is it in one of those? No, no, it it should be okay because um, I've never felt a buzz of beating a Premier League team like we did with Ever- Everton 
but mm-hmm. I would have to say being in Wembley, watching us lift that playoff final cup, uh, that cup, lifting that after we just beat Bradford, that, yeah, that that is my best moment, I'd say, the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. It's, words still can't describe it, and that was in 2017. No, I think, yeah, I mean, winning at Wembley is always a, a big a big thing. And I think that everything about that, I've not done it the year before, um, is it, it was very, very special. Um, a bit of an interesting, bit of a straight different question here. Funniest Millwall moment? Do you, do you have any sort of funny stories that you can tell us? So I, I, I was thinking about this uh, quite a lot because I didn't really know what to say. Um, yeah, I was quite stuck with this. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two, one from a match and one uh, out and about in London. Um, <clears throat> so my, my one with Millwall, I don't remember what game it was. I think it may have been against Birmingham. Right. Uh, but Jed... Jeb Wallace sat on the ball. Uh yeah, it was Birmingham. Uh, yeah, I know what um, you're gonna say. I don't I don't know what player picked him up, but one player picked him up and basically threw him. And I think that is absolutely brilliant. Mm. And I'm sure he didn't get a telling off for it either. None of them, which I'm happy with. No, we. I think that was at the den, and we were winning at that time. And he was just he was time wasting and got away yeah. with it massively because the Birmingham player put his hands on on Jed, and it, it took the attention off of him and put it onto onto, onto the play, defender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that that <laughs> as a moment in a game, mm-hmm. I think that's quality. Um, there's been a few in and around London with me, uh, such as a group of Cholton fans, a group of West Ham fans, a group of Spurs fans, uh, a group of Arsenal fans, and then me and my dad all singing our, our team's songs down a tube platform. Um, it started off with the Cholton fans, that are what they were singing, and then... You had West Ham singing Forever Blown Bubbles. And then it went on and on and on. And then you just have me and my dad at the end singing No One Likes Us. And we were louder than all of them. And they were like groups of 30. Um, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Absolutely lovely that. Could have been dangerous. <laughs> lovely. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it, really? Because you, you tend to get that when you said they're groups of each of the, the sets of supporters. I'm thinking, oh, here we go. This, this, we can see where this story is going. But sometimes it isn't like that. It, it is, it is just fans just trying to, you know, support their team. And and um, we'll always out sing. We'll always out sing anyone uh, at the best yeah. of times. So whether it's two or forty five thousand, we'll do our best to we'll do our best to make we'll ourselves heard. We'll have it a hundred percent. I mean. This is it's quite interesting. So obviously, with your with you based um, up north, 
do you do you have a, a best away day? Do you get to many away games? Is, is that possible for you? Do I count it as an away day? <laughs> yeah, technically, it's a it's an away day, but it's a home day for me. And it would be the uh, the best away day for me would be Birmingham Millwall the two all mm-hmm. uh, for many reasons. Um, we yeah so of course I, I, did we go one uh we went one nil down we may have gone two nil down and then yeah i think so and i think we scored late on to like it's 70 and then there was that controversial penalty from bennett mm. and that was in like the 98th minute but to see players like Lyle Taylor, who is ex Cholton, the ma- the manager of Birmingham at the time, Lee Bowyer, ex Cholton. Mm. So there was a lot of rivalry there between them, and for us to scrape our way back right at the end and get a point out of it. It, it yeah it's it's tough but it's got to be done i guess with that as well i think i think we really needed to win didn't we to keep ourselves in with a realistic chance of the playoffs but a point was enough yeah. to kind of sort of keep us with with a chance but it was an outside chance so Bennett scoring the penalty was i actually was there that day i i did i was in the away end and and um yeah, Benick's penalty right at that that last minute. I think he he sort of did a bit of a funny run up as well, and you're just thinking, "Oh yeah. God, don't miss it!" And he just tucked it into the corner. It was a good penalty in the end. It was very good, to be fair. Um, yeah, yeah. This is this is quite interesting. This I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm assuming you're gonna you stick with your mill head, but I think there might be an influence here with with what what we've discussed so far. Your most disliked opponents, and I'll, I'll I tell you what, I'll, I'll merge these. To, I'll merge these together. So you've got your most disliked opponents of a team that you that you don't like us playing, and your top three rivals. Okay, so my most disliked opponent has to be Leeds. Mm-hmm. We have never gone with Leeds at all. It, I've been to many Millwall Leeds games and it's never ended well. Uh, no. I remember listening to uh, um, Steve Morrison uh, talking about the Leeds fans at the petrol station um, uh-huh. after a game. It, they hate us and we hate them. Um, so I think they would be... They don't go as my top rival, but they right. are definitely my most disliked. Uh, for my rivals, anyone could guess the... Uh, any Millwall fan could guess the first two. It's Cholton and West Ham. Yep. <laughs> but then... I put Leeds in third uh, because 
I don't see Crystal Palace as a threat. So it would be, yeah, Leeds third. It'd be nice to play. Well, we haven't played any of them in a while, so. So in so with your uh, let's put you in your Birmingham City mode for for a little while. If those teams come to St Andrews and obviously you're going to the game, do you get up for it a little bit more because obviously the the dislike as a Millwall fan or or do you is it just a case of are they playing Birmingham and it, it's different? I have been to uh, Birmingham Leeds. Uh, that was a very very interesting game. It was five four to Leeds. Um, right. oh. it was a very good day in a packed St Andrews. I gave them more hate that day than <laughs> I ever have. Um, it yeah, it's it was Cholton. If I was to see them at St Andrews, uh, I'd be like what I am at Den, I'd I'd be wanting to absolutely thrash him. Uh, West Ham, unfortunately, I've never been to a West Ham game, West Ham mm-hmm. Millwall, which is a shame. Uh, but I've seen and I've heard what's happened at M Games. And um, they wouldn't, I think they wouldn't like it either if they came to St Andrews because it is a very hostile place as well. And mm-hmm. Birmingham are a lot like Melville, and no one likes them. <laughs> no, I think, I think, I can, yeah, there, there are similarities. I think, it, it, as you say, there, there's a, uh, they're, um, probably a club in terms of in the championship that are maybe have similar expectations um, at start of seasons and things like that. So there are definitely some similarities Um, coming towards sort of, sort of the end, but a couple more questions, a couple of little unique questions that um, really sort of personal to to you. If you could change anything about Millwall, the club past or present, maybe even in the future, if you, if there's something you'd like to see happen, what, what would it be? I'd love to see this uh, redevelopment on the den. Okay. That's uh, interesting. Which is, again, sad because how the den is now, that's how I've always known it. But uh, it is it, the plans, if they go ahead, they look very promising. It looks like a team who are fighting and would be respected in the Premier League with a stadium like that. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, um, it's not just a stadium which does that, but it's always a big part. Um, I don't, f- I don't think to be fair, I'd change much else. It, the club, I love the club for how it is. It's. It's our club, and yeah, it's it is absolutely amazing. And and now on to 
your yourself i can see behind you with your that looks like the ryman shirt is yeah. that your favorite shirt of, of all time or have you well, got another one well that ryman shirt has a lot to it that has the fa cup run mm-hmm. uh you had some of the best play well that team uh in 2004 absolutely amazing um you have mother's day massacre which yep. is always which is always lovely um and it was also the year i was born so it's got a lot going for it that shirt um but if i had to say my favorite shirt it would be the 1987-88 kit Teddy Sheringham and Tony Cascarino. That's that interesting. Kit. You pick a shirt that's not Wonderful. that's not from your era. Yeah, I'm sure. If I'm right, this is the kit. The year after that kit, I'm sure this is the eighty-eight, eighty-nine kit, or the eighty-nine, ninety. It's one of them. It's it's absolutely fantastic. Um, that kit and. I won't spoil what I want to because I know what your last question is, and yeah, yeah, what I've what it is will ruin what uh, the next question is. So, yeah, okay. Well, kit. we'll 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 get to it. Um, finally, the the best piece of I was going to ask you because you, in case you had anything else, other clubs related, but I'm assuming it's I know your answers now. Mill were related. The best piece of memor- mill memorabilia that you own. So uh, there is a backstory to this, which uh, I might as well tell before I say it. Um, in 1988, we were in Division One, um, and my dad went with his dad, a few mates, to um, Norwich away. They went in yep. a pickup truck. And I think the game was one all, if I'm right. Uh, on the way back, uh, a a man in a Porsche had fallen asleep behind the wheel, and that was what 1988. That was before central reservations. Um, so they this Porsche driver had swerved wide. He veered into the oncoming lane and at 70 miles per hour the pickup truck and the porsche crumbled together right so um everyone was in hospital unfortunately um one of uh, the driver um passed away um but they had the whole millwall squad from 88, 87, 88, uh, go to the hospital in Norwich to go and see them. Wow. So I, I, I wish I would get off a wall, but I won't be able to get it back off, uh, back up. But I have a picture of Division Two champions of eight, uh, 1988 
it's a picture of a whole squad and it's all signed. Wow. So, That's fantastic. Of course, the two that I love on there, Tony Cascarino and Teddy Sheringham have signed that and that's always stayed on my wall. I tell you what, what we'll do, if you can send, if you can take a picture of that and send it to yep. me, um, when this goes out on YouTube, we'll do the edit and we'll show that on the screen at this point. So um, so obviously the viewers at home can can have a look at that. I appreciate it's up on your wall, so it'd be tricky to, to, to get that down, but that'd be a really cool thing to, to have a look at. And obviously, yep. unfortunate circumstances, obviously, you know, the, with the, 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 the fella passing away, obviously, yeah. condolences, but... But um, in in something like that, that kind of story, and I imagine your dad probably will never forget that. Obviously, sometimes for maybe the, the wrong reasons and the sad reasons, but also for what what Mill did for him there. Yeah, um, they. Oh, I don't. I don't actually remember who it was. It was a Mill fan, a comedian. Um, I don't remember who it was. That's not good. Um. Uh, well, a Millwall fan, a famous uh, Millwall fan, um, was actually on the coach behind them. Right. Okay. And he stopped and uh, checked out for everyone and made sure if uh, everyone was okay. Um. So yeah. Yeah, um, so it he he I I know now he always talks about how he thanks the club and mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, it's absolutely wonderful from it, it's one of those things and that that's quite a fitting kind of way to to end the the interview here where a story that the club who we do have a little bit of a bad reputation and we don't always get the recognition that we deserve. But when charity, when tragic events happen, when one of our own is going through something, the club and the supporters come together and, and they do support one another and they do things like that. So it's, it's wonderful to hear that the club obviously, and that was a long time ago. That was before the days of PR and social media and and all that kind of thing. So to, to do it then as well, it, that's quite a special thing. And I imagine it's quite nice to have that. Obviously, you've got it up on your wall. I'm very proud, very proud of it. Um, yeah. That is that is the end of, of the interview. Harrison, thank you very much for your time. Your stories have been great. The the memorabilia has been great. I know we touched on it a little bit earlier. Um, Harrison uh, actually makes some music. So uh, I'm going to let him have a quick um, sort of tell us, tell us all about that. Yeah, so... Uh few years now i've been um making music um if you check me out on twitter which is at harrison banks not like it says it right in front of me um <laughs> if if you check me out on twitter uh you will get a link to my music uh it's in my opinion it's not great uh i've had a lot of people tell me it is very great and um I would very, very much appreciate if you guys uh, could take uh, a little time out of your busy, busy days, because everyone's busy these days, 
um, to go and have a look, even if you listen for 10 seconds. I will appreciate it. So, uh, yeah. Have you got, is it, because um, I'll be honest with you, I had a quick look before um, I come on. I do a little bit of research before. Um, I, I, I'll be honest with you, yeah. I, I hadn't clicked through everything. Are you? Have you got stuff on YouTube? Is it on Spotify? How, how, how where are you? Um, yeah, so uh, I'm on, I don't post uh, on my actual YouTube anymore because um, right. I, I haven't had time to do any music videos. Um Mm-hmm. But I do have a Spotify and Apple Music and YouTube Music. Uh, mm-hmm. They are Banksy underscore music. Um, <clears throat> they, yeah, the Spotify, Apple Music, they're the most important. Uh, but if you will go over to YouTube Music, be my guest. I'm not complaining. So what would do? um when this obviously goes out once it goes out onto youtube we'll post the links in we'll put the links in the description so anyone that's watching it yeah. can can go and click through um obviously we're on mobile or laptop whatever um we'll also get some stuff um obviously we'll you know the the, the that mobile pod account will try and get you some some exposure get them the links tweeted out and stuff as well so um obviously me fans Check check one of our own out. Um, obviously, it obviously means a lot to him to, to obviously to produce his music. So, if we can support um, Harrison, that would be absolutely great. Um, this has been that Mill podcast. Who are you? Uh, I say this every single time. It's really great for me to speak to fans up and down the country, whether they're young or old, to to hear their their story. So, if you'd like to get involved with it. Um, drop me a message my my Twitter stuff on the screen as well or drop the pod uh, a message and we can get you on I'm sure Harrison would agree it's quite easy we were chatting for a couple of days and it was all yeah. booked in and and here we are so yeah um this will go out on on YouTube and it will also go out on Spotify and I believe all other podcast providers um we'll promote it all out on on the on the pod Twitter account and YouTube and, and everything when when it's going out as I say um if you like what we do please give us a like and a subscribe and as I say if you're interested in join us please get in contact that's been this mill podcast that's been Harrison I'm Stephen and we'll join you next time thanks guys thank you Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.